Hi, this is Thomas from Quest and Chaos. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and joining us on this chaotic adventure. If you want to listen to our other exciting podcasts, such as Swords and Sages, Chaos Agent, Spelljammer, and many more, please visit our website at questsandchaos.com slash podcasts for links to your favorite podcast platform of choice. Now, if you enjoyed this content and want to support us, please consider joining our Patreon for exclusive content, cast interaction, and more at patreon.com slash quests and chaos. Now, enjoy the podcast. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That would have been gold, but uh, oh, it wasn't gold. Thomas couldn't even hit the button. What else yeah, is new? Can't hello, find the spot. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Untitled Podcast. You know who can find the spot? Chris Wallace. I don't know. What? What is that? What is that? Uh, thank you for the follow. <laughs> uh, I had to look Person. out there. Welcome to the Untitled Quest and Cast Podcast. This is episode 16. Don't look at me. I don't have 16 fingers. <laughs> it's 16 right there. Not 16. 16. Not 16. Um, we're we, doing it live. We're. This is definitely live. That is 16. That's not 16. That's absolutely you know what? 16. I need to get out of this view so that you don't sit there and look at yourself and be like, look at all the dumb things I'm doing after you just did them. Yes. Uh, so we've got uh, we've got a show for you tonight. It's off the rails already. Which is going to involve a little bit of updates. Tiny Wick. That's what she said. <laughs> And then an interview with Tiana Hansen of Quest and Chaos fame and other streams. But uh, we can talk about that too. So we will be taking your questions uh, as well during this whole process. Uh, it's off the rails already. It's live. We're going to do whatever we want. So we are going to first off, I'm going to go here and then we are going to I have anything in my bag. And there we go. Welcome, Tiana Hansen, to the Untitled Podcast. Thank you. Um, funny, funny story. Uh, funny thing on the way to work today. Yeah, uh, Windows update today. OBS update today. Blackmagic design update today. Uh, the main streaming computer is dead, broken right now. Um, well, okay, it's not. It has one fatal flaw: is that I cannot delay. Operator error. I can't delay our camera. It just freezes. And if I don't delay the camera, then our voice is out of sync with the audio and it's terrible. But the entire country is used to Zoom calls where nobody's in sync. So it's really- Tiana it's would be in sync. Just like to we, us. Yeah, we'd yeah. Be It's just like every other day of our lives. So really However, not doing so, so I brought in uh, uh, the day job computer to do the streaming and we almost went live to a Google-owned <laughs> YouTube account. I was hoping almost. we'd interrupt the debates, but nope. So pretty glad that didn't happen. I'm not. Uh, as you can see, we're not the chaos agents. Uh, well, some of us are. But uh, uh, Warren is out tonight because he has to work the debates. <laughs> he is, he's actually, it's, he's in control of feeding Joe Biden lines through the earpiece. What? Yeah. You mean he's in control or he feeds the lines? Yes. That was a joke. Okay. <laughs> he's well, no, monitoring I mean, the YouTube streams on all I of mean, the various people that are streaming on YouTube. That is a job is to set up the comms and like right. the wireless earpieces. Exactly. So that I can, like, I try and sparingly tell my hosts things 
in their earpieces because like when you talk to them and you just let them know we're two minutes out or you try and keep it quick it's like stretch you just say a word two words they're like yeah stop talking and stare at the camera and I was like no when I tell you stretch that means keep talking (laughs) not to alarm you but there's there's a bear behind you um, not 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 everyone can not everyone can hear oh. something, process it, and then immediately turn it into what they need to do. Amy, that takes it takes practice. Yeah. Well, again, we pay these people. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. Yeah. Me neither. Actually. Anyway, Thomas, are you still trying to figure out how to do this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, parts cool. adding in, parts building the show cool. as we go. That's. Um, nope. Nope. We're doing it nope. live. No. Do not build the car while you're driving it. Nope. That is a terrible analogy, even yep. though apt it may be. Mm-hmm. All right. So we are. Um... I just actually, you know what? A panthrope, I actually want to see because he's like going to listen to Warren turn Biden into a sock puppet. Honestly, <laughs> if Warren was doing his puppet, um, puppet theater, exactly. Puppet theater with, for the debates with, as like oh. a pip, like a like a picture in picture underneath it, that would be priceless. That would be worth the price of admission. Yes. Anyway, so what's happening on the show today? All right, so a couple of very cool announcements. One, I'm going to drop a premiere announcement. Oh, I don't know what you were going to say. Like, I'm leaving if you're going to drop something. Okay, okay, everyone. Actually, half. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because this this involves your cooperation in chat. October fifteenth, Birds of Paradise launches the Kickstarter. (laughs) Exclamation point! Birds (gasps) in the chat um that is happening there he is on point as always do we know what uh do we have a sneak preview as far as what is going to be included in that uh i have been sent some photos and some videos and things that i have seen are there penguin dice not yet there are not penguin dice i'm out um bagpie dice kind of look like pingling dice if you if you squint yeah they do why do you think i roll with these all the time because they're (laughs) black and white but anyway i love them all right, so that's one big announcement there. Um, and then the other announcement on our side is we are slowly slogging away on our own Kickstarter for our deck of inspiration, which is you can start to see some samples being dropped into the Discord. Um, and so tell Thomas how much they're terrible. Yes, please do. Um, Good feedback is always welcome. I've already started to get some great feedback. If you want to be involved in previewing and giving feedback to the deck of inspiration before the Kickstarter, uh, send me a note, a DM on Discord, and I will add you to the super secret group that right now has access to uh, the first deck. But if it's terrible and ridiculous feedback, at me. I'm, I'm already getting great feedback from uh, mm-hmm. from both Squeal and the Apanthrope. Okay. I don't just, so, I don't doubt the, you. No, I'm sorry. Well, the Apollyon. Apanthrope, the Apollyon. Okay. And, uh, and Rico. Again, lots of names. So many. Um, and that's a good problem to have. <laughs> also, I think it's funny too, because if I ever mention Rick O, I use Rick O, <laughs> because that's the name in Discord. Anyway. Um, so what else, what else is happening? Okay. Uh, <gasps> what? We have bits to give out. We have, from the Hefner, 1,000 bits to me. Oh, I thought I was going to grab And 1,000 bits was, to you. Thank you. Actually, can I have the small bits? Thank you. There yeah. you go. 
I was going to take these out of your hands when you were doing this. I was just going to snatch them. Really. Um, so I think I know what I'm going to do with these. Okay. What are you going to do with yours? All right. Well, I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to see. I'm going to. I'm going to save my time for rebuttal. Oh man. Okay. So um, that's what? the end. That's the end of announcements. That's the end of the intermission. Um, <laughs> feels like it. Uh, put your where's the discord it's where's the discord oh uh is it computer (laughs) on it's so i've renamed world builder to qnc creations and i have added um the public uh channel in there as well as the private channel that you need to dm me about to get access if you are already a world builder i gave you access to the deck builder so I believe that means Duke you already have access. It should be on the, on the left. Jeez. So, rights. Nice. Do I have access? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm uh, not... as, as the cast and the crew also okay. have access. Okay. And the Hefner has access. I gave that specifically to him. Abuse, abuse that power wisely, Hef. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So that is going to wrap it up for the announcements section. Thank you, everyone. Um, so Duke Fleek is saying, um, I don't know, things. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Can I roll some dice, please? You can roll some dice. Let me bring up Discord. We are rolling right now for the mitten. Um, and those two plates, 1d20. Fine. Well, actually, you could roll two. No, let's roll one at a time. So explain what is happening. What's, okay. What's happening? Paint what is picture. happening is that in a normal mitten, our community would would we would roll, and whoever would win would create characters, and then we would scramble to find players who are available on a certain day, randomly. That that part is still going to happen, <laughs> um, and then we would play an arena battle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would be with James, where we would continue the story, uh, but now we're going to do it differently. Where uh, the coach, the person that makes the character, is going to play as well. And right now we are thinking this is going to be like the second Saturday of October. It really depends on I if think, your players can make it. Yes. So, uh, but depend? it depends on who, yeah, whoever wins, we'll figure it out. Okay. So anyway, so if you are a subscriber or a Patreon, you can enter in the drawing and that is in the discord mittens coach. And I see quite a few names in here. So everybody picks a number based on criteria. Don't ask me Crate stuff. Uh, um, they pick a number on what they think is their, their favorite number. Yep. And some people get two. Uh, if you are a Patreon, you get uh, an extra. Yep. So and they, yes. So I'm seeing, Numbers in 1, 2, 4, 6, 7, 11, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Woo, we went, we went on the back end here. Apparently, people think Pirates of Paradise is going to roll 13 through 20. So, <laughs> All right. How many, how many times do I get to roll? Uh, let's do five. Okay. Let's roll this five times. Okay. You? So I'm going to use the, my favorite black and white dice, and let's see what comes up. It's a D20. I got the D20, right? I, I didn't accidentally that. grab the 12 like I did. Um, and what number is this? That's that a niner. A nine. That is a nope. Mulligan. All right. Roll that again. All right. Let's try the other birds of paradise. Which kind is this? That is the fairy wren, which is apparently named after me, which I'm ah, cool. delighted about. Ooh, well, Tiana, you are good luck because that's 12. Oh, that's still also a mulligan. <laughs> I'm awful luck. <laughs> mulligan. Here. May I? No, that's fine. Number one, 
There we go. Squeal the Bard. Nice. That yep. is you, Ben. It's the squeal. That is the first one, Amy. I'm going to try the second one. All right. What's that? Hard to read. Four. <laughs> NGC 457. Seth returning to the channel. Actually, Ben is also returning to the channel. Get to sit in mm -hmm. uh, at the at the, at the table, yeah. Okay, so so that is two. Somebody write this down and send it to me. <laughs> I'm writing it down. I got awesome. you. <laughs> because you can't remember five things. This is correct. Actually, Tiana, do you have dice with you? I do. Roll, roll me one. Roll me a d20. I always have dice. I'll use one of the flagship Birds of Paradise dice that I have a sample of that I'm not giving to anyone because they're mine. Uh, 12, I believe, was an empty, wasn't it? Yep, 12's an empty. Yep. All right. Do it again. Do it again. Seven. Seven. Lucifer Vilcek from nice. Chechia. <laughs> I like how he puts from Chechia because yes. we all have completely no idea where he's from. <laughs> Excellent. Who, uh, who I actually played in an RPG with mm, last week. Really? Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, we okay. right. demoed a little demo thing. Let's How was that? Before we talk about that. It was can fun. We, can we? Can we? What's that? I can't read it. Five. Yep, that's a fiver. That is nobody. You're up. Net twenty. It's oh, it's already squealed a bard. That's a mulligan as well. We rolled a nat one and a nat twenty. That's seventeen. Seventeen. Crystal, Crystal sparkles. sparkles, Brianna. Okay, we got one All more. Right. What's that? That's a nat 20. Oh, these dice are hot. Okay, it's your turn. The 15, 15. Gimpy Unicorn. I think that makes five. It does. So, Thomas, to recap, scroll back up. I can bet you it's Squeal, it's NGC, it's Crystal Sparkles Brina, it's Lucifer, and it's Gimpy Unicorn. And Seth is in there. Yep, NGC. Because one of us can remember five things. Squeal. I, also, I, I also have it written down to help with yep. memory NGC, issues. Lucifer, Crystal Sparkles Brianna, Gimpy Unicorn. Okay. All right, so that's done. Okay. So tell us about the RPG that you played with. Um, uh, and 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 Hefner is a wonderful, wonderful person and dropped yes. the, the, the <laughs> it into the mitten, mitten coaches and tagged everyone. Thank you, Hef. Mm, thank you. Are a yeah. wonderful, wonderful person. Yes. So how was Ooh, that world? I could have used this to re-roll. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm gonna I want to re-roll one of those. I'm gonna 20s. use this to leave. <laughs> no, Amy, don't leave me alone with him. <laughs> Good luck. There might be Tinker Grail if that happens, and ish. Yeah, no. We're, we're, tainted, <laughs> I, I only do Tainted Grail if we leave the men here's lit. <laughs> Anyway. All right. So do you want to talk about the RPG that you guys played the other day? Yes. So we played, uh, a number of us got together very last minute to play an RPG called Freelancers. Yeah. The Freelancers, just Freelancers. I don't know. Um, I should look it up, but. It yeah. is a very interesting high fantasy setting. Also steampunk is what you were saying. Diesel punk is what they call it. Ooh. So okay. it's not quite steampunk. Uh, so there are uh bolt action rifles there was a gatling gun on wheels that uh might have mowed us down but there was some good quick thinking from uh people that were not my character <laughs> uh, i played a a mutt so a dog type humanoid 
and uh, I with a with a sniper rifle, and there was there was a, a as Lucifer called it an obvious ambush alley, <laughs> and then and there was another mutt standing at the end of it, and I just started barking at it and running up to it, uh, and it was supposed to be a sneaking affair, but it turned into <laughs> it turns uh, into every day with my dog. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say he's he's acting like a dog. I see no problem with this. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And then after you like saw the dog, you're like, mm, whatever, yeah. never mind, because well, that's exactly a- what they do. After that dog started shooting at us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See you later. So uh, so that's a that is a Kickstarter that is launching in February um, as of right now, and mm-hmm. I am going to be running that game at Dundracon if Dundracon happens in February. Okay. Probably not that same scenario. A different, uh, different scenario, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of fun. So it seems like a really cool world. It uses what was the system? D tens. Okay. It actually so... uses exploding D tens, right? Okay. So, that. so if you have, so everything has a target, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say it's, um, well, a success is seven, eight, nine, or ten, and each thing you need like three successes to deal damage got it so at a table of five you need to have three out of five success yeah got it so um so you roll you're like oh i've got three d10s Mm -hmm. and you roll it and on this die i got one success not enough to hit but if i would have rolled uh one of those being a 10 i get to count it as a success and then roll it again uh you can get advantage on things which lowers it to six and above or disadvantage, which makes it eight and above. And there is double disadvantage and probably double advantage. My character had double disadvantage after a certain point from getting shot too much. Funny how that works. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it actually is a very, it's a very interesting system and the world seems really cool. We didn't quite get enough maps and lore, but it it was a lot of fun being in in a city that wasn't, you know, elves and dwarves and things. Mm-hmm. It was so it was a lot of fun and that's gonna happen. But you were still a dog that could shoot a gun. Yes, I was still a mutt. Whatever. Yet somebody has a problem with Shadowrun where it's elves and dwarves and nonsense. Okay. Sure. Whatever. All right. Anyway. So uh, with that being said, we're gonna jump into a very small wick. Um, <laughs> I know we've is there a little is there a little song to go with it? We've made that joke. All right. <laughs> the first thing we're going to look at is I need to go over there and I need to Are we going to have audio to this it's, one? Uh, it's 50-50. Do we have audio? Yep. Yes, we do. Um All right. This is the Nord Games Ultimate Bestiary Miniatures. We've talked about this before on the Wick. Uh, Nord Games are great people. Um I had a fantastic conversation with Chris today um, about fulfillment and production and our Kickstarter thing, the deck of inspiration. So that was a lot of fun. The thing and the thing. Support them. They are so close to reaching their goal. Mm-hmm. Um, 16 days to go. We really want them to reach it and maybe some yeah. of those stretch goals as well. Oh, scroll down. Have we hit all the stretch goals? Uh, we have not even hit the goal. So there are no stretch goals to hits. Yeah, I was about to say, we definitely want to hit the stretch goals because I think with we talked about this before is that on the show, the stretch goals, um, 
are really actually huge value. You know, so we were talking about some people are like, oh, I'm going to give you a pin as a stretch goal or a sticker. And you're like, whatever. Um, these are actual like books and things of substance. Yeah. And, you know, for, for if you, you should go back and watch that other wick because it's fantastic. They're all amazing. Um, but uh, these minis are these cool, you know, cool goblins and things from the actual book, The Ultimate Bestiary. Uh, and there's a lot of them. A lot of them. Uh, but and then there's more there's more sorry if you're getting sick this is exciting time this is this i'm is trying great. to get to the stretch goals this stretch is great goals. radio okay. okay so stretch goals um if they 125,000 tokens for free added to mm -hmm. uh to each pack 150,000 free pdf of revenge of the horde uh and then what is i maybe 175 Free, free hardcover you know what? book. If you hit three question marks. <laughs> yes, if you hit three question marks, you get a free hardcover copy of Revenge of the Horde. So definitely. That's definitely uh, a thing. Very cool. Books are awesome. Books are great. Don't read a book. Not in Cthulhu. Yeah. I was going to say, what, what are we in, King Cthulhu? Those are words to live by, my friends. You can get the uh, Goblin Bomber right there. I was going to say, at least, at least one of those looks really familiar. Okay, so do you have a second Kickstarter? We that do have a second one. You're going to like and I think is dumb, but whatever. So this is the deck of rumors. Everybody should purchase RPG decks and lots of them, especially once they're released. Yep, and we um, really, Thomas really likes it when you spell the, the U. Rumors with an O-U. <laughs> yeah. I was um, trying to find this for, for the wick and I was like, how, it's the deck of rumors? He's like, put an O-U put an in it. Fine. Yeah. Bloody yeah, Brits. It's like color, C-L-O-U-R. So they have C O L O U R. Sorry, they have reached their goal. Mm -hmm. It is a smaller goal. Um, it's a smaller item. I mean, it's yeah. a deck. So, um, what's cool about these is it's not just text rumors, but they've got little you know drawings and descriptions on there. So it gives just a. a, a so what's the rumor with the fish with the uh, fishing pole? Probably very similar to the fish people that we ran into in Cthulhu. They are so it's after all. It, they ain't coming. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a uh, Granny Weatherwax or type of spelling there. Yeah, they are coming, fish people. Um, so, uh, what do you do with this? So, as as you like to say, the DM, the unsung hero of the of the uh, gaming industry, or whatever the hell you said. Uh, so, if you if it's twenty minutes before you're going to start and you just got off of work and you need something quick to make something up this is a great thing to just be like oh here we go uh i can hear them under the town what's under the town suddenly you've got something for your pcs to investigate and something interesting a sewer crawl if you will that's right mm -hmm. my favorite <laughs> mm -mm. nope and again too it's also stuff for your pcs to ignore i mean if a pig is stolen <laughs> That's nice. Sucks for the pig. <laughs> yep. Sucks or does it? Maybe the pig's on the adventure of it's like, <laughs> pig's on the why, do you, why do you want to rain on that parade? You don't. So anyway, why did you like this? Um, because it's, it's just something to, to add a little bit more flavor mm -hmm. um, and make things a little bit more interesting. Okay. There was another one that I was going to talk about, which was about a company that makes customizable monsters that you that they will print or sell you a 3d file so like hero forge but mm -hmm. for monsters but the video was so bad i was like i'm not gonna talk about this but you talked about it anyway 
that's how bad it was. Thanks. Um, So my thoughts about the deck of rumors, um, I don't know. I mean, here's, here's something that I saw online and Tiana, I don't know if you've seen this in, I think it was in some of like some somewhere, like some Facebook group or something like one GM talks about how, what? Here, quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what we're spending? Yes, we are. We're spending it as an overrule token. That's officially what it is. Please stop. Um, No, the fact that like a GM will ask their players before a campaign starts or something, tell me five rumors that the town or people may have heard about you. And then they write it down and give it to the GM. And at some point the GM then passes it to other people. Mm-hmm. Or they maybe, or did they pass it back? Yeah, they pass it to other people, and then they have to like role play essentially that you know that you heard um, that Remy is actually um, a giant in disguise or something like that. You know what I mean? Like he's he's been spellbound as like, and he's actually a troll. So well, I mean, I mean in that. <laughs> that rumor. That's, that's Warren. <laughs> I'm I mean, sorry, yeah. that's Uzo. <laughs> that rumor could very well be Remy the Fox is actually Slade Remington. Right. I mean, if yeah. that were sort of a rumor that mm-hmm. sort of came around somewhere that might have triggered that reveal in a different manner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And so I think that's a little bit more interesting than like this deck of rumors, because this just feels like random like encounter starters. Sometimes sure. It's okay. Well, sure, because because what you're talking about, Amy, is is uh, tying the tying the PCs more into the world, and and mm-hmm. the deck of rumors gets the gets the players more interested in what might be going on around them. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same idea, but mm. yeah. Yep. Or you could just oh, I don't know, stick to the story and get through the stuff. Oh man. Yeah. Don't right. <laughs> We're watching a TV show right now, and the middle episodes just the oh, here's the main story. And then like, nope, we're going to do a flashback episode. That's completely pointless. Oh, and here's a bunch of side stories that nobody cares about. Your main story is just lagging. And it's- You know what? That's what the fast forward button is for. All right. So that is going to wrap it up for the WIC. Um, We will be right back after these brief messages. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. Okay, (laughs) we're back. You know how neither of us can hold at the same time? No. Oh God! Oh, hold on. Let me let me let me click this button and hope that we still have uh, sound. All right, and we are back from. We still have sound. We're not. We're not actually cutting. All right. So, welcome to the Untitled Podcast, Tiana Hansen. Oh, I thought we were starting all over again. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> we do that again? Oh goodness! Hello, everyone. Hello. So. Um, <laughs> You are not only a player on Quest and Chaos, you actually uh, do things outside of here, which is amazing. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag do things. <laughs> Hashtag there's so, a life outside of QNC, question yeah. mark. Not for me, there's not. Mode. All right, so. Um, hang on. So Thomas is struggling. Tiana, why don't you tell us about what you do um, for your day job, please? Absolutely. So for my day job, I am and have been for the last coming up on five years, a freelance voice actor. Um, Anytime anytime that you find a disembodied voice, that's the kind of work that I do. I've done stuff for uh, those, those like doodle, those whiteboard doodle uh, videos that are, that are popular in every single stupid corporate thing. Um, I've done 
51 audiobooks that are currently on Audible. Uh, I just got, and there's a couple that, that I've done through Find A Way that aren't up yet. Um, I've done a couple of video games. I've done a, a couple audio magazines. I, pretty much anything, anything that requires a disembodied voice I've done up to and including those phone menus that everyone hates. <laughs> including me, and I do them. <laughs> I yell at them all the time. I know, you know, I don't get it why you're screaming operator. I'm like, you just yes. touch the zero button. I promise it still works like that. <laughs> so so how did you get started? And, and I guess kind of why, like what was that, what was that initial process of like, oh, I'm gonna start doing this. So it started very shortly after I moved to the Bay Area, actually. Um, so I got my bachelor in uh, Bachelor of Arts in theater uh, back in 2012, and it's it's always interesting to me just how often like one random class in your education will change the entire direction of your life. For me, it was sound design uh, because I needed one more class that was upper division credits in order to get my degree, and it was the only theatrical class that in the department that I hadn't taken yet. So for three hours every Tuesday, I learned the ins and outs of audacity and sound design and realized how much I loved it. So when I was looking to move down here, my sister asked me what I wanted for Christmas because I moved right after Christmas at the beginning, at, at, at the end of 2015, beginning of 2016. And I said, well, there's a microphone that one of my favorite YouTubers mentioned as being the one that he particularly uses. I'd like that for Christmas. So she caught me a microphone for Christmas, the same one that I'm using right now. It's the uh, Audio-Technica AT2020 for people who are curious. And um, about a week after I arrived here in the Bay Area, I went to an SCA event called Twelfth Night. And it was a way to, for me to meet the people down and around here. I didn't know many people when I moved here. So I was eager to expand my social circle and actually meet people. And I was chatting with a friend of mine uh, who does radio around here. She shall remain nameless uh, because she doesn't want the union to know what else she does. <clears throat> and uh, she pointed me at the website Fiverr, which, is, which was the first introduction into freelancing that I did. And she said, you have a good microphone, you have a good voice, why don't, why don't you look at doing this? And so I set up a, a, a profile on it and started getting work and it was a what slow was on your, What was on your first reel? So like uh, what, what kind of sample did you do? Like what, what did you think people wanted to have out there? Or I, see didn't out even, there? I didn't even really do much of a sample to be perfectly honest. I did a little like, so I, I had Adobe Premiere on, on my work computer at the time. So I put together mm -hmm. a video of me being like, hi, I'm Tiana Hansen. If you need X, Y, and Z, this is what I do. And just like a quick demonstration of what my commercial voice sounds like. And, you know, a weird, a weird picture of me in shadow behind my microphone. And I started getting work from that and then started building out my real, my portfolio with work that I got through Fiverr to be like, okay, here's an example of a commercial that I've done. Here's an example of a phone project that I've done. Here's some character voices that I've done. Here's all the different examples, but I got paid to make my, my portfolio, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> Togas wants wants to know what your commercial voice sounds like. <laughs> I was going to ask, but I didn't want to be that person. 
He's oh. heard it. That's the funny thing is he's heard it because in, in another game that we play, uh, my character has has put on her commercial voice before. So it's, so it's a little bit higher. It's a little bit sweeter. It's a little bit more like this. And if you really want to emphasize something, this, this is the kind of voice that you go for. Which character is that? Because I've heard that character before. I forgot <laughs> who is it. It's it's a little it's a little bit uh, of a couple of different characters, but this this is something you wouldn't have heard yet. Okay, I could have sworn I was like, oh, I know that person. I'm like, <laughs> I've met that person before. Mm-hmm. So I have some questions about like so so you started on Fiverr. Where then where did it kind of expand to? And then on Fiverr. Is there, so it's a two-parter, on Fiverr, do they take a cut? Like, is there a fee in order to be on there so that every time you you get booked something, um, is it more traditional like that? Or is it sort of off book where you work with people on PayPal? And then once you were on Fiverr, did you start to use social media to expand yourself? Did you use other resources? Like, where did you kind of go to? What was your next step there? Sure. So uh, first, yes, Fiverr takes a cut. So anytime that you do a project on Fiverr, I have enjoyed working on Fiverr, so take this for, for, for what that is. That said, not only do they charge you, the person buying, uh, an additional fee on top of what we're charging, then they take 20% of what we do. Okay. They are, they are making quite a bit of money off of us, and it's, it's a little frustrating. But, you know, but here is, we are. <laughs> it is a platform that you use to, to get work, so. It, well, and, and, and exactly, and it's worth it to me enough. I just, I just whinge about it now and again. So I started on, I started on Fiverr, um, and I did a little bit of um, uh, words, advertising, to get myself out on other social media. I started using Twitter a little bit more often, and then someone pointed me at Upwork, and I don't even remember who pointed me at it, and I, I okay. regret that because Upwork has been one of the biggest uh, places for me. <clears throat> I've done quite a few audiobooks through through them. Um, the the uh, the video game Addle Earth that just recently came out was through Upwork. So it's a lot of very varied kind of work. Um, uh, and Upwork also takes takes a cut, but they have a, an interesting sliding scale type of thing where if you work with the same uh, the same client more often, they take less from you. Got it. Which is pretty cool. Is there, I, I really like that system. I think that works well. Um, is there an issue, like a conflict of interest, if one of the clients is like, look, let's cut the middleman. I have something for you. Can we just do contract work and, you know, and go that I way? Mean, technically, we're not supposed to do that. Technically, according to terms of service, we're not supposed to take it off platform. Mm-hmm. In reality, I mean, my name is on there and, and I have a uh, Facebook site specifically for Tiana Hansen, actress, and I have gotten messaged through there more than once on other projects or times where it's like, hey, let's take this off platform. We like working together. Let's just, you know, cut out the middleman exactly like that. And mm-hmm. it's worked out really well. Okay. Okay. So I have a few consistent clients that are like that. What, so I want to just kind of jump back to the video game. So Adult <laughs> Earth, what was the process for doing that? Did they just send you a script and you read it? Or did they direct you remotely? Or how was that done? So they they, they sent me um, a briefing on the character on Kit um, and told me a little bit about her, a little bit about the fact that um, one, of, one of the key things about her is that she doesn't have a lot of memories prior to when she woke up. Uh, in the middle of this forest area. So she, they were like, okay, you know, this, this federal agent or whatever it is, is questioning you and you are gaining your memories back as you go. 
Um, but they didn't direct me. They sent me the script and said, you know, this is the character. Give us what you think it is. We'll make corrections as we go. Okay. Nice. Which I'm I'm iffy about now, having having done a little bit of both. I kind of like having someone in my ear being like, that was a good take. Let's try it again like this, because it's a lot faster. Yeah. So there's another big project that you recently did. And so let's talk about November's come up, right? So let's talk about Nomo Rimo. NaNoWriMo, yeah. No, 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 so <laughs> NaNoWriMo is the National Novel Writing Month and I have been doing it pretty much there's only been a couple of years that I've missed and only one or two years that I haven't won uh pretty much since I was 16 so I've been doing NaNoWriMo for a very long time and uh this last year uh I wrote The Tall Halfling <laughs> because that was <sighs> It was, it, it was interesting because uh, The Tall Halfling had become a joke, a running joke on Chaos Agents for a while at that point. I think it had been a running joke for several months by then. And it's about a day in the actual story. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 know, I know exactly when it came in, actually. It was around episode 20 or so was, was when she purchased The Tall Halfling because that was when we finished Waterdeep Dragon Heist and she was in uh, the first 10 days of downtime. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was that far back. <laughs> but it was also, it wasn't that much. So there wasn't that much time between when that was introduced and the actual meadow scene in Chaos Agents. Yeah. Which you had to shoehorn into a story. Which I did. And I shoehorned <laughs> that thing in there real good, man. Like every time you said, oh yeah, this reminds you of something in the tall halfling. I'm like, Thomas, do you understand what you're doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> And it actually writes itself. <laughs> and and I mean, it, the the way it wound up coming around was um, the, the community kept asking, "When are we going to get a dramatic reading of the Tall Halfling?" And my response to that was always, "Whenever I write it." And then I realized so, I actually had to write it in order to be able to uh, read it. So, for people who are never going to go back and watch that episode. Um, how did so what is the tall halfling and how did the joke kind of start like what was the joke and then what kind of came out of that joke i mean i i mean i can just kind of start pg-13 i, 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 I was gonna say do you want to start thomas because i could answer this but i want to know what your perspective on that was uh, keep I'm, it clean i've got a brain like joe biden you better just go ahead and do it okay <laughs> actually warren can you dial into his earpiece <laughs> and just tell him what to say um yeah, so after we we dealt with all of the issues of Waterdeep Dragon Heist, we had 10 days of downtime before we launched into everything else. And Thomas asked us what we wanted to do for our downtime. And the, the two big things that Andraste wanted to do was learn how to use an herbalism kit because she was mm -hmm. only just a fifth level cleric and was really tired of people going unconscious on her. Um, and also wanted to visit the bookstore. Partially because she's like, I live in Waterdeep now. I should know more about the city that I'm living in. I should, you know, read up on all of this. But also I happen to be falling in love with this halfling person and I'm not quite sure what to do about this. And everyone that I could ask is my idiot guys. And no, <laughs> not just no, but hell no. So she went to the bookstore and asked about the romances. And we flipped through a couple of them. I remember one of them being called something like The Stream, something like that, if I remember right. Okay. I have a weird memory, Thomas. I, 
I probably, uh, yeah. I didn't know what I was saying before I said it. <laughs> didn't know what I was saying during while I say it. I get one of these back <laughs> because of that. Yep. And I clearly don't remember after I said it. Um, and, then, and then he said that, that I picked up a book called The Tall Halfling. And I just sort of paused and, and I, the player, looked at Thomas the DM and was like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? <laughs> And uh, you know, I said, I, I flip it over and read the back and he gave a synopsis of what it was, an elven princess being swept off her feet by a roguish halfling. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe is, Andras is- Is that, is, is that I, still I, the premise? I mean, is yes. that still the back of the book? Okay. That's, that's still the, I mean, that's still the, the short version of the synopsis, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and if I remember correctly, Andraste then looked at the sky and the, uh, her goddess and was like, are you making fun of me? <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> Yes. yes I if your was. goddess wears a blue t-shirt or a blue shirt, most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> my 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 goddess is the goddess of joy. This was a hint. <laughs> yeah. So um, taking the 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 little bits that Thomas had seated in the story, uh, mm -hmm. I started thinking about okay, well, what is the premise of this book? Why did an elvish princess and a halfling rogue? wind up together and I was talking about it actually with Andrea she and I were were doing some spitballing back and forth to talk about it and she suggested that he take her as a hostage and then it just sort of went from there and it is that's pretty much how it stayed actually although I I, I will note that she very much let him take her as a hostage because he tried to charm her a couple of times and it's like honey elf <laughs> charm spells don't work so well on elves well, trying to trying to magic you, magic you. Oh boy, the the the. Well, I mean, you're you're gonna have to read it, man. But the idea is he needed to get away very quickly, and 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 having her treat him as a friendly acquaintance would have worked in his to his advantage at that point to be like, okay, we're gonna get out of here. You need to come with me. Let's go. Not magic yeah. her in like a, a love potion type of bullshit thing. Right. Because I hate those. Yeah magical roofie or anything like that nope all of the all, all of the um feelings and attractions were all on her own nice got it so did you want to talk more about the video game because i know that's your favorite favorite topic you can you can go so i mean so an audiobook sounds really so outside of writing a book which sounds daunting Reading a book out loud sounds very daunting. How long, I mean, I, I suppose now it's quicker, but you know, when you started and versus now, how is recording a full book? And is that like 50,000 plus words? Yeah, so even, even short novels tend to be around 50 to 60,000 words. I just signed a contract for a new audio book that's 53,000 words thereabouts. Um, and I use, I use what uh, ACX, which is the self-recording side of Audible, uh, what, what they use is kind of their standard, which is about 9,000 words per finished hour. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and yeah, it, it took a long time at first because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I didn't know, honestly. Um, but I, it did get better, it did get faster. Now it takes, because I do most of my own editing, um, just because I like having my fingers in everything. I'm a little bit of a control freak, just a little bit. Um, so it takes me about four hours, four to five hours to create a finished hour of audio. So that's recording it. It takes 
about an hour, 15, hour 20 to record an hour of what will become the finished audio because, you know, you make mistakes, you have to do the pickups. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's a the long pauses that you shorten down. You have to stop because a dog's barking outside. You know, all the random shit that happens. Uh, and it's definitely gotten a lot faster. I've gotten a lot better at it. Um, I can do a 50,000 word novel in about three weeks if I'm pushing. And so with your clients, how often do you do review? You know, so you're just like, look, I'm going to read a chapter for you, send it to you. Am I on the right track? Like kind of what's, what's the process, you know, cause I'm sure you don't just say, okay, I'm going to take the book and then do it for three weeks and then send it in. It doesn't exactly happen like that. Typically you want to have, you know, checkpoints in your, in your progress. So like what, what is typical for that? Yeah. So both ACX and find a way, which are two sites that I do uh, audiobooks through both of them have what they, so there's the audition that I do. That is the sample of the script that they, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, that is the, the, the sample of the book that they want to have usually with the, like the main characters talking. So you can get a sense for how the narrator will look at that, the, the voices and what sort of treatment they'll do to them. So mm -hmm. there's the audition first, once you land the book and sign all the contracts and stuff, there's what's called the extended sample, which is usually the first 15 minutes to chapter, depending on how long the chapters are. So the one that I just signed is like 30 pages for a, for a chapter and I am not narrating the whole chapter to send that in because if I've gotten the voices wrong, then I have to go back and redo all of it. Mm -hmm. But once they have signed off on the extended sample and this is ACX and find a way voices policy, once they've signed off on that, they're not allowed to make massive like voice changes. So okay. you better make sure that you got all of the important voices in there. Got it. So in that first, like in that first agreement, do they sometimes send you different parts of things? You know, so let's say there isn't a character that isn't introduced until later or mm -hmm. like something should change. Do they, they're like, okay, I'm gonna send you a little bit of chapter one, a little bit of the middle, a little, you know what I mean? Can they just yeah. send you sort of like a random thing and be like, I need you to read all this, send it back. Yeah. And, and sometimes they do that as the audition where they're like, and they'll say it in the, in the sample where they're like, okay, these are the five main characters and here's, you know, three scenes where they're talking intermittently and here's how you pick it up. Um, sorry, I, I glanced at the chat. That was a mistake. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Is there anything? My computer died, so. Duke League is telling me to hydrate. I am. It went down the wrong pipe. That's the problem. Um, ooh, here's a fun question. So what what is good feedback? So if somebody was going to give you feedback either on a book or on your VO, like what is considered, like what's constructive good feedback? And then also what is some of the most ridiculous stuff you've heard? Like maybe not today, I'm just saying maybe <laughs> this week or this month, because trust me, there's a lot of it out there. Boy, isn't there. If I, if I have to hear, make it more uplifting one more time, I'm going to reach through the screen and choke someone because it's like, that is different for everyone. Everyone has different ways that they emphasize things. Everyone has different tones that they find inspirational. As long as you're not doing the Eeyore voice, it could theoretically be uh, uplifting to someone. So anything that is vague or relies on a feeling as, uh, as a feedback is not helpful at all. Um, if, someone, if someone has, so in, say in an audiobook, someone has a very specific voice or accent or idea in mind that they, that they wanna do, tell me the actor that, that, that your mind is, is locked onto mm -hmm. for that kind of a voice so I can do an impression uh, of them or give me the accent that you're looking for. Uh, give me something specific to pull on because anything that is like, you know, 
more energetic is useful because you know that I can do it faster or I can yep. pick I can shorten mm -hmm. silences and things like that but anything that is like oh well I want it to have kind of a woodsy feel and maybe 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 the 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 smell of the of the river running through and I'm like if you if you go all hippie on me because <laughs> I'm just thinking mm -hmm. squirrels <laughs> more Tommy Trump yeah that's yes so, 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 like, so, like, for example, I'm actually going to be doing the audiobook for the Tall Halfling, um, but there are several chapters that are from the male perspective, which means I'm going to be having another narrator that I'm going to be directing as the writer of the book. Um, so, the most useful thing that I can do for that person is be like, "This is Bo's voice is Remy. Imitate that for for the Halfling," and mm -hmm. Antonio Bendetta's for uh, Guillermo the Dragonborn. All the other ones, you know, try out as you, as you seem fit and we'll talk about them. Mm -hmm. So does it make sense? So when you do something that is not technical, um, but just like a story driven novel, does it, does it matter to you to actually read the thing first and get a feeling for it? Like read it multiple times or is it just sort of like um, whatever they're telling me, the direction that they're giving me is what I'm doing, you know? So for, for more story-based things, it's really important to me to read the whole thing first. Um, I think my favorite example of this actually was the book, the audiobook that I did, All Things, which is still one of my absolute favorite audiobooks that I've ever done. Uh, All Things by Amber Belden. Uh, Belden? Yes, Belden. I wrote it down. I pronounced it a couple years ago. Couldn't tell you how to pronounce her name now. Um, but it, it was a murder mystery. And one of the characters that you meet throughout the book, this isn't a spoiler, all murder mysteries are like this, is, is the murderer. So I needed to read through to figure out which- Let me guess, was somebody dead as well? <laughs> what? How did you know, Amy? Yeah, might be in the title, murder mystery. How dare, how dare. But yeah, I, I needed to know who the murderer was so that mm -hmm. I could give that person a voice that I wouldn't mind doing in an angry monologue at the end, because always. Um, and would be unique enough and distinct enough to stand out in people's minds. So whenever it is a narrative thing, I always read the whole thing first. Okay. Um, and usually, yeah, ever... usually make notes about what I, what, I, what I think of the characters as I'm writing. Okay. And do people ever want some of that to just sort of be, um, I'm just curious, do people just want to say, just read it like you would naturally read anything without too much inflection for different characters and things like that? Um, you know, do they ever just ask you to, you know, just basically read what's on the paper with just a little intonation and nothing dramatic per person? Almost never. People, people okay. tend, tend to want more of the voices type of thing, which is actually, I am not James and I am not Bo. I am not good at voices. That is, that is the, the big secret. I'm bad at them. I can do accents periodically, but I have like four voices that I'll, that, that I'll pull from and you'll find them in every audiobook I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Well, so. but again, that's how most clients are. They're like, we want this, but a little bit different, but really in most cases, most clients don't want anything really very different. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, um, yeah, for, 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 for the, for the different characters, I try to leave enough of a pause between, between dialogues so that even if the, the voice, the voice slips a little bit, you can tell clearly who's talking because there's a pause. Mm -hmm. So that's my way of handling that. Every narrator is a little bit different. Some people do like full on voices. I'm still in awe of whoever the hell did the Game of Thrones books. He's in, I, I, I think he's in the Guinness Book of World Records for most voices done in a mm. single production. Jeez. Yeah. 
Hmm. When you're recording, do you, um, how do you switch between voices? Do you just do like one person's voice and get their lines down and edit them in? Or do you kind of so you yourself <laughs> as you are going? Have a conversation with yourself. <laughs> I talk to myself. Um, it, it would take a long time to cut in each of the lines and way longer than it would be. So if it's a difficult voice to switch between, um, mm -hmm. I, the first time the character shows up, I will narrate their first line in whatever the voice is going to be. And then I will stop recording, immediately clip that line out and save it as its own little file to have as a sound reference. So if I'm having difficulty getting back into the voice, I can open that file and just hit play and listen to it. And then just edit that out afterwards. That's not a big deal. So yeah, I very frequently talk to myself and it's, I'm, I'm sure my neighbors think I'm insane. <laughs> There's like, there's 15 people living in that house. Yeah. <laughs> but we only see one. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and technical stuff. How is it more work actually to do, te to do um, technical, technical read-throughs? You know, doctor's manuals, um, tech. Thomas and I were making fun of the word Kubernetes today. It's, Nobody it, else but the half is going to get that. I'm sorry, everybody. Nice. Um, I mean, yes, there, it is definitely challenging to do things with very specialized language. Um, I just finished two books on macroeconomics, also known as one of the most boring subjects on the planet. Um, I loved macroeconomics. That was like one of the only econ classes. I was like, this is fun. It, it, was, it was really interesting to read, to read through it because it was like they were, they were clearly presenting like the science of economics, yeah. but, they were, but there was also very definitely a couple pointed comments about, about what they were presenting. So, mm -hmm. you know, Corporate corporations are, are ruining of uh, uh, the world because that's ah, just how okay. it goes. But in more like the natural world type of sense. But yeah, anything that has uh, very specialized language, I've learned a lot of medical words because mm -hmm. uh, one of the companies that I work for used to, you know, pre uh, all of this, um, is called Medical Memory out of Phoenix, Arizona, and their whole thing is creating um informed consent videos for very specific kinds of surgery mm -hmm. so a, a laminectomy with fusion was something that i had to learn how to pronounce that sounds like an amazing drink that yeah. probably is kind of tart <laughs> you know i would totally make that though have it, it, yeah. would, it would probably be a little bit lemony yeah that's what i'm saying it's like a lemon lemony. drop martini almost but anyway i'm sorry what were we talking about Great. uh so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a question from from chat here okay. from uh, from our very own Tom Togas. Uh, what does your recording booth sound like? And then I have a follow up question of my own. Does it sound like anything? What does it look like? Okay, it I was like, because like, you... <laughs> so it sounds like nothing. That's what you hear in the background the whole time. So I live, I live in a house um, where the, the, the owners of the house are medieval reenactors and have been for uh, decades. So the room that I record in is what's fondly referred to as the fabric room because three of the four walls are covered in shelves of fabric. Mm -hmm. And there's also like hanging garb everywhere. Like I have a little path to the, to the, the futon that I used to set up on. And you can hear the difference when you go in, into that room. Like, the, the 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 sound suddenly becomes a little bit deader. It's not like it's not like walking into Pixar's recording studio, which I've done. It was cool, um, but it was very. It's very much a difference between like the hollow sounds that you get from. I mean, being, even being in this room with all of the reflections that I have going on above me, 
uh, to walking into that room and it just deadening. So that's what it sounds like. It sounds muffled a little bit. Yeah, we um, at a couple of places that Thomas and I used to work, we they have um, audio booths as well, but this is for tech stuff. And so it's completely noiseless. And mm. so you walk in and they shut the door and you're like, ow. Yeah. It, it, it was, it, yeah, it was not quite that bad in the Pixar recording studio because it wasn't quite that ow, but it was very much, oh, I can hear my heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was cool. Absolutely. Yeah, we actually, uh, at that particular location, mm-hmm. we stopped using the booth because it was too quiet. Yeah. It, it, sounded, no it sounded artificial. Yep, you have to add noise back. You have to add yeah. like room noise back. Yeah, and, and it's, it's actually really disorienting to not be able to hear yourself or not be able to hear all of this. Like I have, I have beautiful new headphones. I love them, they're wonderful. But when I'm recording with them on, I can't really hear myself very well. I can only mm-hmm. hear like the muffled sounds that you get in your own sinus passages. Yep. And it's bizarre because I'm used to recording with much lighter headphones when I have those on. But mm-hmm. you know, they let sound bleed out, which is why I changed headphones. Yep. So when you started, so the tech that you use, the microphone that you use when you started, how different today is the equipment? Like what was your starting equipment package, like software and hardware, and then what is it today? Because Amy wasn't paying attention earlier. No, I mean, I know you mentioned some, again, I don't do audio at all. I just go, like my favorite thing is to be like waiting (laughs) on audio. Um, (laughs) It's pretty much exactly the same, actually. I still have the same Audio-Technica AT2020 mic. I I added the... The, the, the foam cover and the um, windscreen, but I'm, I'm still using the same itty bitty mic stand that, that has it right here next to me. I'm still using a Blue Icicle uh, USB um, converter because I have the XLR version. So I have, to, I have to convert it from XLR to USB in order to plug it into my computer. And I still use Audacity. Um, I, I know that I should learn something that'll let me do proper, like punch and roll, because I'm told that will make things faster, but I do not have the time to learn a new software right now. (laughs) Because Thomas just tell you every single time when you have to edit audio, be like, no, this is how you do it. I'm like, okay, just tell me again next week when I do it one more time. (laughs) And, and, uh, and that's totally fair. I mean, I intend to upgrade at some point. So, I mean, I just got here. I actually have both of them in reach. Hold on. Mm -hmm. These are my old headphones, Soul Republic. You can see they are very well used. I have worn most of the stuff off the ear cuffs. And these are the new ones. Very shiny and new. Also Audio Technica, actually. Okay. MX60, I think. Hmm. Something like that. They're great. I love them. I had other questions, but I had forgotten them. So. Oh, no. Oh, here's. Oh, if you think of it. No, I, that's not going to help me think of it. <laughs> but yeah, it was, I, I was, I was distracted when she was asking about your microphones, which you had earlier said that you were using the same one. Well, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that like, besides just the microphone, what else is there? You know, cause it's right. not just a microphone. Yeah. And then like, I'm sure there's some nerdy microphone question in there. Like, okay. I remember. I remember what I was going to ask. Too late. Give it to him. Give it to him. <laughs> so, um, Somebody who's just starting out, what advice do you have for them um, if they want to get into audio recording? Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a mic already. Maybe they're just, hey, maybe this is something I want to do. Sure. What, what advice would you have for them? All right. So there's the technical advice and the personal advice. Which do you want first? Uh, let's do 
technical and then get into the personal advice. Okay. Technical, you can get a good microphone for between 100 and $150. Um, you do not need to spend a lot of money to get into this. Audacity is free. Um, and there are a ridiculous number of YouTube videos about how to use Audacity. The other ones as well, I'm sure, but you have to buy those other softwares. So if you're getting into this and you're not sure that you want to, um, you're not sure that you want to like lay out a lot of money for it, at the outside, you could get started for $250 pretty easily. And that's with all the little bits and bobs. Um, definitely take the time to go through some of the audacity stuff. One thing that I learned, <clears throat> one thing that I learned pretty early on was to allow seconds of silence at the beginning of the audio so that I would have any background sounds that were consistent, like um, a fan going or AC or water running somewhere, or in my case lately, crickets. There's been crickets that I've had to deal with. That's fun but you get that consistent sound and then you can tell audacity uh with the with the noise reduction function noise reduction function you can tell it this is what you're looking for take it out of the rest of the track um so yeah technical advice youtube is your best friend on this one personal advice don't wait till you're ready because the one thing that i hear consistently from people who are looking to get into this and i've had this conversation with several people at quest and chaos and people who are outside of quest and chaos don't wait till you're ready because they keep saying you know i need to have a website ready i need to have a business name ready i need to have my reel ready i need to have this 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 and this if you wait until it's perfect it will never happen and i will tell you right now i am not the best in the business i will never be a mercer of a thousand voices and that's fine. I don't need to be. I am making my niche for Tiana, for the audiobooks that I do, the lesbian romances that I that I narrate and absolutely love. The you know the weird the weird little niche things that people ask me to do. I'm making a living doing it. So it it takes a while to build up. Don't get discouraged, but don't wait till you're ready because you will never start. Yep. No, I completely agree. I've never been to. So when we hire VL. I've never been to anybody's website. I just go to like either our talent agency to request mm -hmm. samples, um, give them a script and say, I need X amount of people of this like age, you know, specifics, age, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And they give me um, a form to fill out saying, what are you looking for? I fill out that form. I give it back to them. They send me a bunch of MP4s like two or three days later. I go, I like these out of the 10, I'm gonna submit this to my client, see what they like. If they hate them, I've got a couple more in my back pocket. Like yeah. I never see a website other than the person who's doing the talent recruiting for me. And like when we used to use voices one, two, three, you would just scroll through and be like, I'm searching for this and then just start listening. I've never in my entire life been to a VO artist's like website or Facebook yeah. page or any, anything. Like that's never in my entire life happened. I'm just like, what does it sound like? Does it fit the bill? Yes or no, moving on. Exactly, because so many decisions are made on, on the snap. Like I, I will typically record about five minutes of audition for an audiobook, but I know because I've seen this, rights holders will make their decision in the first 30 seconds at the outside, usually in the first 10, because yeah. it'll be like, yeah, no, this person's voice doesn't match what I'm listening for. Bye. This person yeah. sounds interesting. Let me keep listening. Yep, exactly. Let me put this one into mm -hmm. a possible bin. Let me put, yeah, exactly. My client sends me 15 and, you know, like, I'm like seven to 10 is a good number. I pick mm -hmm. three, then we go from there. Exactly. And then if, it, if we don't like that round, then we try another round kind of thing. What? 
I just want to jump back on a little bit earlier. Uh, Mercer, the man of a thousand voices. Mm-hmm. Not to brag or anything, but I am also the man of a thousand voices. It's the same one. And that's just Jensen. <laughs> You're not oh, it's wrong. Names. It's the same voice. It's a thousand names. <laughs> Jensen has all the voices that I try and do. Just they're Forget. never never the same. Mm-hmm. Well, and 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 most of my voices really are just me, but turned up in tone or added an accent to, because that changes your voice enough that you understand that you have different characters that you're listening to. Bullshit, Cookie Lady. Ooh, the- Cookie Lady and Salt Marsh. <laughs> Solve that problem right there. I'm right. Ah, <laughs> oh, Magrat. <laughs> things that things that, that that you remember, Amy. <laughs> That's that voice. When you're like, you've never heard that voice. I was like, yeah, I have. Don't give me that crap. And then all of a sudden I was like, cookies. There it is. I know it. Yep. Well, there were cookies in the last episode of Chaos Agents, too. Yes, there the were. The same cookies. Mm-hmm. Andraste has oh. a bag. Is that our bombshell? <laughs> yes. Andraste has a, has a bag of holding. She abuses it to carry around boxes of cookies and periodically give them to Emma to make her be her friend. Yep, exactly. That's pretty much the only way to get BM's friend is just cookies. That and shut her up. Just be like, here, eat this. It works. Yes, quests and cookies. So, mm-hmm. um, hmm. but actually, let me uh, let me scroll up here. Do do scroll scroll do 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 do. This, this is a good one. What, what? What is the strangest request that you've gotten? Are better in in I mean, in not- regards to <laughs> audiobooks. The weird are are maximum here. Oh no, I I I know the answer to this one, and it was very early in my voice career. Um, there, there is an old movie, uh, Sinbad and something. I don't remember what what the whole like like title was, but there was an an, an evil queen stepmother named Zenobia, and uh, one client wanted me to basically like redo the voice lines of the of, of of the movie because he wanted to hear it in a different voice and that was fine that wasn't a big deal it was all the requests i kept getting afterwards that made me start going okay this is a weird sex thing for you isn't it okay we should watch that movie <laughs> that is the weirdest one that i have ever gotten although i did get an evil stepmother voice out of it so i win eventually yeah don't think about it just let it go yeah although that is great well if he can be like oh you know what i really like like that movie but i hated tom cruise's voice i want to get i want to hire somebody to just redo that voice that sounds uh that's that's another level that's you not living in the united states and watching tom cruise movies because that's what they do everywhere like it's weird to like you know when you go to a foreign country and people are like oh no that's tom cruise and it's like to us, it's not Tom Cruise because we know what he sounds like. But to them, it's that same voice actor that they consistently hire to like do his dubbing. So yeah, and I mean, I didn't have to do I, I didn't have to do any dubbing. I was just redoing those lines, and I'm not sure I'm not sure why he started it, but then it turned into like, uh, yeah, this this still fits in in art. It turned it turned into like a, a role play thing, and I was just like, okay, at some point, this has gone to the point where I'm not comfortable being involved in your fantasy anymore. Nope, my head yeah. went way other places. <laughs> How about anime? Have you ever done anime? Uh, no, I haven't. And that's actually on my list because a lot, I, so of, I haven't watched a lot of anime, but the anime that I have watched has come highly recommended by friends of mine. And it has really in-depth engrossing stories with interesting characters and some, you know, 
weird ass situations that happen because that's storytelling. But I'm really, I would really like to do anime dubbing at some point and more video games. I'd love to do more video games. What is it about the video games that are cool? I mean, besides the fact that, you know, it's a it's video, a video game. game. Yeah. A video game. Well, and, and, that, and that's a big part of it because I mean, I'm a gamer. And so being able to be like, yeah, my voice is a part of that story that other people will look at and be like, I mean, Dragon Age and, and, uh, Persona, and, and the Persona series have been these enormous storytelling influences in my life. And um, knowing the act, you know, following the actors who are involved with that and knowing that they were a part of something that was that important to me, it's cool. And I'd love to be a part of that for someone else. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm. So is that, yeah. is that, are you out? I'm out. I mean, it is, you said we're done at eight, eight o'clock and it's eight ten. Oh no, it's past your bedtime. The poor thing. How does he survive? Yeah. I mean, oh man, it's, it's uh... Here, let me give a token so that you stop asking questions. I have one more question. Um, and this is a little bit more philosophical. Sure. Like, do you think it's just recently that voice actors have become pseudo celebrities? You know, and again, like I've, I have a thought here that the word celebrity is very much changing. And mm -hmm. the fact that a celebrity used to mean somebody who that you would see on television or in a movie or, you know what I mean? Have some sort of level of fame that they would be recognizable throughout. Like, you know, my parents would understand who they are kind of thing. Sure. Um, you know, from like little kids to parents, everybody knows, you know. And now it's like the understanding of celebrity is very different, particularly with things like Twitch and YouTubers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'm also kind of understanding that voice actors are becoming more of like quote unquote celebrities, if you will, like this understanding of celebrity is different. Sure. Um, you know, what's your understanding of like voice actors? I mean, are they to you? I mean, are they celebrities? Do you're like, I follow this voice actor because they're, you know, great. Or do you think the mainstream has no idea what we're talking about? And it's just inside baseball. Well, I think that mainstream doesn't really know what we're talking about because, it, I mean, video games and anime and things like that are becoming more mainstream. So it's not just mm -hmm. a niche interest anymore. Honestly, if it ever was, I, I argue that it really wasn't, but you know, we can, we can argue that fact. Um, but I think that, that the idea of voice actors being celebrities and people following their work is still pretty niche. Um, so like, for for example, we 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 talked about Mercer before. Do you know why I started following Mercer? It wasn't it wasn't Critical Role. I started following Mercer because he is the voice of Yusuke in Persona Five, and I started following all of the voice actors from Persona Five because I was like they were a part of this thing that's really big and really important to me, um, okay. and so I started following them. But it's very much, I mean. Mercer is probably is probably one of the most famous of the voice actors besides like Jim Cummings, but otherwise um, people people outside wouldn't know. It's it's an interesting question, isn't it? Because the way that the internet has changed celebrity means yeah. that celebrity the definition of celebrity has changed so much. So I guess mm -hmm. you know if you have a following that's of a reasonable size, you're a celebrity with all of the mm -hmm. stuff that comes with that. Yep. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna mm -hmm. I just wanna jump in and I'm gonna paraphrase an apanthrope. Just read no, it. the Apollyon. No, apanthrope. Oh my God. What, um, you? Man? what is your know. name? What is your name? Let's start with the basics. <laughs> uh, so his question was what, what book or property 
do you love that you would not want to VO? But I think just kind of going into what are what are what are types of projects that you wouldn't want to do? Sure. Um, big sci-fi projects. Anything that has a a cast of a cast list of of more than two pages, I have less than no interest in okay. because trying to keep the voices straight is not. It's not fun for me, and it's not fun for anyone who has to listen to it, as uh, Drew can attest for one of the projects that I did that is exactly that. Anyway, um, yeah, I am. I like small stories. I like smaller narratives. I like things that have a very solid core cast of up to six or seven people with a couple of like voices that come in here, here and there. Those are the kinds of stories that I find most interesting. So as far as genre, I don't really care. Um, I like romance, I like fantasy, I like sci-fi, but I don't like that where it has a cast of a thousand, partially because I as the reader don't like those because I can't follow who yeah. all of these people are and I don't yep. care. Mm -hmm. I want to know this little group of people that I've come to care about and then how they interact with the world around them. Any other questions? I had a follow-up. I am I'm senile. taking this, I'm I taking am, this back because it's coming in. You should you, okay, worry. you should start writing down your right your follow-up questions when you have them. Yeah. Then you then you wouldn't pay attention to what somebody was actually saying. Why have and that's usually the problem. Yeah. So are there any other questions in chat? Because I saw an at quest and chaos in there. Please read first. Oh, this is the best part of the podcast is when Thomas has to remember what he's doing. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, was it down here? No, I think it was at the bottom. I think it was wherever you were. Anyway. It was spam. <laughs> oh yeah, message deleted by moderator. Nice. Uh, oh, oh wait, here's a question. Would you like to buy followers on Twitch? What? <laughs> That's a spam question? Yes. Where does that Or sure, I'd love to buy followers on Twitch. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> would you like to buy twitter followers yeah that's uh that's that's kind of annoying so there's you know i noticed that there's a, a couple of streamers out there that are getting numbers and i'm like wow look at those numbers on a rerun and then you mm -hmm. kind of look into it and you're like yeah these are just clearly bots that either you bought or somebody else bought for you yeah and it's i'm like Ugh. uh and it's yeah i don't know it's one of those things where do you do I'm you take action? Do I'm you take action against them? Or do you just be like, whatever, let them do their own thing, even though it's skewing and violating terms of service? Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I like playing chaotic good characters, but I'm really more neutral good because I understand why why the rules are there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember when uh, season eight of Game of Thrones was the worst thing that was happening? No, I don't. Yes, I, I do. don't remember what season that was. was I do the, remember that. It was terrible. The last one, the one, the, the 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 one where all of the dangling plot threads that have been dangling for absolute years were resolved in a matter of a third of an episode, and not <laughs> interestingly either. Yeah. And also badly lit, so you couldn't see most of the fights. Yep, that's when your director's like, we got to wrap this up. Just wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> Which is okay, dumb. It was, their, it was their cash cow. They could have gone for another like three seasons to finish resolving things. I don't think so. I think they could have. They, I, I doubt that... it. 
All right. Uh, Here's here's a good question. We were really close to the point in in a show where I'm just like, just get me to the like the season finale. Let me watch the first one and the last one, and I don't care about the middle. Just get me like, just tell me what happened. That's the that's the season of a show where suddenly in the middle of it they're doing flashback episodes Mm -hmm. and all the side quests are happening. Like, no, this is ridiculous. I don't need. I don't care about that character. Okay. And what they're doing. (laughs) Okay, old man Jensen. Yeah. So, um, has has playing RPGs helped your voiceover work, or is your voiceover work help your RPGs? I think the voice. I think it's the other way. Yeah, because the voiceover work has helped the RPGs. Because the RPGs is all improv, and that is not something that tends to come into play with the audiobooks very often, just because it is so scripted and so mm-hmm. edited. Um, but I try out different voices in in books that may eventually become an RPG character. Like, uh, I think one of my favorites was when I was doing, um, oh, what was that book? I don't, I, I, I've just, I just, uh, I just lost the name of it. I, I just lost the name of it too. And that's real frustrating. But I had to do this kind of a voice for one of the characters. And actually one of my favorite audiobook scenes was with this voice. Uh, it was, it was definitely a, a scene that requires a content warning whenever I post it anywhere, but the overall book was not great. However, that one scene, the staccato style of the writing really worked. It, and it was honestly heartbreaking. I went back and listened to it and went, you know, I don't like my voice, but that's some damn good narrating. So how do you feel about that? Um, I have my own personal feelings. Like, lots of people go into business like an arts business to make great art Mm -hmm. you know what i mean do you feel like you make great art um yeah that's kind of my first question is do you feel like you make great art i think that i make art that is what someone needs at that moment okay and like you said that audiobook you're like that was a terrible book um how do you resolve that issue you know did and is it different when you started when you resolve like how you dealt with that compared to now like what I'm trying to get at is, are you more, have you just become, I don't care. Just give me the money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit, I don't, down? I mean, yeah, that's kind of it. what do you turn yeah. stuff down? You're like, this is garbage. I can't do this. Not very often, but when I do, it's because the audition isn't, is, is just like so painful. Like there's a, there's a request that came through my Fiverr earlier today that I will probably do my best to discourage because it very strongly, it, I mean, it says uh, non-Christians don't know how to reason and logic because all reason and logic is based on God and therefore anyone who is a non-Christian using logic is pulling on a system that they don't understand. And I'm like, I don't want my voice associated with this. And that's, and that's it, isn't it? it I, I stay away from, because on, on Upwork, you can apply for jobs and they will, they're, they're very kind to say, I appreciate it when they do this. This is a political thing and this is which side of the aisle it's on. If mm-hmm. you have an issue with that, please don't apply. And I'm like, cool, I won't. Or cool, I will because I want to back this, or I want, I or I want my voice associated with something like this. So, yeah. Uh, as 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 far as far as how do I resolve it? I mean, it's a little bit, you know, shut up and give me the money because at the end of the day, uh, uh, an artist is also a business person, and anyone I think who gets too lost in the art is going to lose everything because you know. Vincent Van Gogh died penniless. He he made great art, but he had a shitty, shitty life in the process. 
I bet you he was insufferable as well. <laughs> there's, there, there's that. I I have frequently said, and I've said this since I began training to to you know like formally become an actor, which isn't really necessary, but whatever. I don't ever want to be an A-lister that there is too much going on with that. I am perfectly content if I can tell the kinds of stories that I want to tell and make a living doing it. That's my happy spot. Yeah, I think I think it's an interesting, I mean, in it seems like in all of this, you know, oh, media, like, entertainment, whatever. I mean, like film production, mm -hmm. you know, when, sure. when, when you start off in film production, you don't think that you're gonna be doing some tangent to it, like mm -hmm. totally different, right? you know no, uh, what it's like oh i'm gonna go make Jurassic park no no you're not you're gonna go and shoot interviews at yep. a corporation yeah and be content you know some people are content some people are not content doing it some people keep thinking they'll get out of it i don't know i'm just talking about my perspective on doing corporate video Taking that I do away again. That's I'm, again, I'm thanks content. for the tangent. Thanks for the tangent. All I now right. have all your bits. Well, and, and, well, and I mean, so, sometimes you do get out of it. Like sometimes you, you start off doing little audio books and stuff and someone hears your voice and goes, that's a really cool voice. I want to use that for X, Y, and Z. Um, and sometimes if, if you're, if you're not happy doing what you're doing at that moment, then sometimes that's just, sometimes, sometimes that's all there is. And you gotta you gotta learn to be content where you are. So for me, you know, most I I do a couple of kind of boring books about uh, macroeconomics. Yeah, it's boring, but also I'm learning stuff along the way, so that's interesting. I'm getting a little bit more of a perspective about how the world works, which I love. Um, and I am providing a service for people who are learning more about this. So I'm thinking about the fact that, you know, someone goes to this website and they hear the overview for this lecture that they're about to listen to. And then they hear me coming in and summarizing to help them understand what's going on. I have just helped whoever that person is that I will probably never meet, understand a little bit more about the world. So in that I find contentment. Mm -hmm. Nice, okay. Yep. Two I questions. Like, I was like, hang on a Hold second. On. Two Re questions. Cause remember everybody, government spending is only one small part of GDP. Knowledge. And I had to read that. All right, two questions, <laughs> one of which is from Togas. Um, what recording are you most proud of? Ooh. That's a hard you know, question, man. I was like, the Quest and Chaos intros. <laughs> <laughs> the Quest and well, I mean, the, the intros are a lot of fun, absolutely. Oh, God, what am I the most proud of? And, it, and it, while you're thinking about that, and, my, and then my follow-up question is, what would you want the audience to listen to? I made a list. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I was like, what does that mean? I don't know the sound well, of your voice. <laughs> no, but I mean, if there's a pro if there's a project out there that that you think that would be ah. very interesting to the audience. You know what our specific audience yeah. yeah yeah so tabletop gamers rpg people and, and 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 the people who follow us which are you know all all sorts of communities um honestly the thing that i keep coming back around to is the 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 projects that i am most proud of are the ones that i really don't get paid that much for it's the the lesbian romances and i don't know i guess i'm a romantic at heart down down at the core of my salty little being <laughs> I, I love reading about romance. I love reading about love overcoming all. I love, 
I love love. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't admit that all that often because I, I have an image to maintain, but I really enjoy narrating those because I mean, a lot of romances and one of the reasons why I don't read a lot of romances is it's all about getting to the smutty scenes. And that does not interest me. I, even, even writing it, um, even, even writing the tall half lane, I was like, I, if, if the smut doesn't serve the story, it's not of interest to me. If it doesn't, you know, bring, it's just not. And if you want someone to write pure smut, man, go find someone else. I'm going to ask Ezra if that could be the next title <laughs> of the next Cthulhu session. If smut doesn't serve the story, it's out. <laughs> I mean, as it, as it should be. Um, but I, 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 I love I love doing those audiobooks. Those are some of the things that I love the most. And the uh, the authors that I work with the most often are Bridget Essex and Marion Snow and her wife Ruby Grandin. And uh, I'm actually working on one called One More Night, which is all about a series of one night stands as people are realizing, oh crap, I'm actually falling for you, but I'm gonna have to rearrange my life in order for this to work. Shit, what do I do? <laughs> so, you know romance love overcoming all all right any other questions are you looking forward to the brandon ruckus bromance that's happening in chaos agents oh god it's adorable it's, it's, it's a it's, so a, it's a workout gym jazzercise bromance it's a leotard romance <laughs> i want that leotard i want the leotard of leadership <laughs> it's so stupid and i love it uh it will be on the ship <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, and does it fit? What's the what's the it's downside? It's a magic item. Of course, what's it the fits. downside to the magic item? Is my question. Well, oh, I mean, so underwater, it resembles fish scales, so you get advantage on your stealth. Okay. Right. And not swim. Correct. Okay. It makes tons. Does of sense. give you a swim speed. If it's a swim speed, does it also give you the ability to breathe underwater? Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't written in there. Uh, you, probably, you probably should mention that if, if it does, because otherwise you, you'll have to specify if people are surfacing and could go back under. Right. Um, however, because it is a leotard, you get disadvantage on stealth and uh, charisma-based checks. Yeah, I was land. about to say, for especially, yeah, charisma-based, if you're walking around in a leotard just out in the <laughs> open and it's not 1985, I think charisma-based checks are going to be problematic. Andraste has a 10 in charisma. <laughs> I never do well in charisma checks anyway. I just, I, I, I get away with not having to make deception checks because no one asks me when I'm lying. <laughs> it happens sometimes. I, some, sometimes she boldface lies and no one calls her on it because it's Andraste. She doesn't lie. Uh -huh. About that. <laughs> I'm really hoping the guys aren't watching. <laughs> no, probably no. not. Nah, nah. <laughs> so I think that, uh, I think, uh, do you have any closing thoughts, closing remarks? Um, Anything we didn't cover? <laughs> More people can, can, can get into this than, than do. Believe in yourself. Someone, someone will, will like your voice. I hate my voice. I hate listening to it. I hate recording it. I hate editing my voice. But other people like it. They pay me for it. And they keep inviting me on, on, on weird little shows like this. So, I mean, my voice works for other people. Your own voice will not work for you, usually. Yes. I, I will bet anything, mm -hmm. in fact, that Mercer hates his own voice sometimes, not least because he, like I, has a speech impediment. Which you would really never know. 
So. That's that's because those of us who have that work very hard, so you never know. <laughs> right. I just have a brain impediment. Yeah, you do. I mean, I have that too. <laughs> brain cloud. Should have got a second opinion. All right. Ooh. On that bombshell. I have words to say. <laughs> By the way, um, both food and gas are not part of the consumer price index. Thought I'd put that in there. What? Okay. That's not my car, well, is it? I, I love you. Amy. Me go. <laughs> we got car alarms going off. So oh, that was wrap that it up, Thomas. Yeah. This that is going to do it for this episode of the Untitled Podcast. The this is the special rambly edition. Um, there is no other edition. <laughs> there never is. No. Nope. Oh, for God's sake, say goodbye. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>